Last week, I was profiled by Jati Patel on her upcoming book titled Mutants, How Creative Individuals, Teams, and Organizations Adapt to the New World. Mutants profiles how successful leaders lead in times of difficult challenges. Jati is the principal and owner of Spill LLC, a design firm that offers transformational programs that helps corporate clients boost performance, spark creativity, and gain strategic clarity and alignment. In our call, we discussed how one's values drives their individual behaviors and perspectives, as well as how new is navigating this difficult coronavirus pandemic and its impact on our business. Listen in to learn how my immigrating to the U.S. impacts how I show up at work and how understanding our respective values help my co-founder and I repair our relationship. Let's jump in. Uh, full point, you talked about cultivating uh, cultures of belonging and psychological safety. Um, I was like, yeah, that's 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 definitely what I want to do in my, in my company. Um, for my team, core values of mine are both communication and transparency, and those kind of speak to that uh, psychological safety, making sure everyone's aware of what's going on, and no one feels left out, or no one feels like they are um, uh, not in the loop. And then belonging, making sure everyone feels they're part of the team, being communicated to and being included in everything that's going on. Um, so I see those, and I, I can't speak to a specific example, but I can speak to the um, to the generality of that statement. Like I have ideas of like what I do to ensure these things. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so let me ask you permission real quick. May I record this conversation? Yeah, of course. Awesome. So, well, let's just start at the top, there, and I'll I'll guide you along there. We'll get we'll get Great. some stories. <laughs> um, so tell I'm me. I'm also happy to take a second stab at it if this one doesn't come out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what we can do is um, when I get to the point where I'm actually pulling these stories into chapters and stuff, if there are yeah. any gaps or holes, uh, I will reach back out to you for yeah. a written comment. Um, Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, so we're good. Um, so tell me about uh, tell me Claudius, like um, when you think about how you show up as a leader mm-hmm. with your unique gifts, what is it about your life experiences that really informs your philosophy around how you show up as a leader? Yeah, um, that's a. I mean, that's a. That's an in-depth question. Um, I guess where I always like to start is just my background, and then I can kind of walk uh, from there to tell you how to kind of show up. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Cameroon, Africa. Uh, my family immigrated to the U.S. So I'm first-generation immigrant. Um, I immigrated to the U.S. when I was uh, seven with my mom and brothers. My dad had come about a year or two earlier, um, and kind of growing up, um, coming from a the third world uh, nation to uh, America was just a big, um, it was a life-changing experience, and I got to kind of see how the other half lives, and it really showed me, again, the saying is like, what is it, um, like, you really understand um, hardships when you come from, quote-unquote, the mud, so, like, I know what it, I still remember what it's like to kind of uh, be living back there, and a lot, and then moving here, and my parents wanting a better life for their, students, for their children, um, creating that for um, 
pretty much my family, um, has always instilled just a sense of humbleness in me. And so the way I show up in work, quite frankly, is that I'm always humble. I, I'm never, um, I'm never uh, someone to go out there and, and think I'm the best in the room or uh, try to prove that. I always want to make sure that I am, um, in my interactions with everybody, I'm humble and appreciative of everything, one, that I have, everything that they're able to bring to this work. Um, and I want to make sure that they're very, um, they feel very included and um, part of the team. Um, so the other sense of, the other component is, uh, going back to that immigration component, is family. Um, having my family, like, uproot themselves and come to the U.S. Again, my parents left pretty much everything they knew. Uh, lots of grandparents still back, but there are lots of aunts and uncles, cousins, um, to try to give us a better life. Um, really instilled in me kind of that sense of family loyalty. And so I'm also, uh, I'm a big proponent for that same familiar um, experience within work. Uh, I know some people think that might be um, uh, counter, counterproductive, but I really do think, especially at a small startup like this, that everybody is family. The people we bring into our circle, that we bring into our, our tribe here, um, we hope that they're staying for life. Or as long as we're in this, like we hope they're they're on this journey. And we want to make sure that they um, feel not only uh, again part of the team, but um, they are really getting the most in this experience as well. Um, but again, those two things I think again showing up in the one humble, but also with the sense of that everyone I work with is my family. Uh, I want to make sure that they're having a good experience in all this. Um, is how I show up at work as a result of kind of my um, my past experiences. Yeah, super cool, and I relate to a lot of what you said. Um, tell me, tell me about how can you think of a time throughout any of your your kind of professional life where the this focus on on humbleness and family and your ability to kind of value those things. Can you tell me or think of a time where that philosophy helped you overcome a challenge or engage a team better or to do something? Like tell me tell me how that manifested. Yeah, I can actually uh, give you a very uh, recent example of that. And it has to do with my me and my co founder. Okay. I mean as you know with, with all families doesn't always, it doesn't, it's not always roses every day, <laughs> I know. especially when you're essentially married to that person, um, as co-founders are, and so um, we were going through, this is a specific example, again, we were going through Techstars, uh, Seattle, Techstars Seattle, which is an mm -hmm. accelerator program, we just concluded that, and um, Kwame and I have been working for uh, a good, almost, uh, going on two years, going on three years actually, two and a half years now, and um, in that time, we had been able to um, because we're able to uh, kind of own our own roles, um, I'm I'm the CTO, so I do the technical. He's the executive, so he does all the business-related types of things. They had our kind of um, splits. Where in TechStars, they bring you all together, and there's some overlaps on on roles and responsibilities and things like that. And so, for during TechStars, we're going through um, we are going through a process they have called Mentor Madness, where all the startups engage with essentially, um, uh, I think it's at least five mentors a day for, a, for like two weeks. So it's like 
back-to-back meetings and, and all this stuff. It's, it, it's, it's like the gauntlet of meetings. Intense. Like, it, 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 it's so intense. And during that time frame, um, Kwame and I were, we're on the same page in terms of, um, in terms of our connection. I think largely because there was a lot of, in those meetings, there were a lot of uh, times where our responsibilities would overlap in discussions with the investors and mentors, etc. And um, we had never really kind of been in a situation before where we didn't know who was who was going to be taking what. Um, I would sometimes default to him to take things, but then he would also want me to speak on things. But we weren't communicating that. Essentially, um, there, there was just a really, there was no communication in terms of how each of us was expecting the other to kind of um, engage here. Was that because it was just so intense? Why was that? Partly, I think partly because, yeah, it was just such a, like every day we were just, just keep, you just kept moving so you didn't feel like you have the time to like stop and really yeah. and have this conversation. Yes. Um, each day was another, again, just a gauntlet. So um, it wasn't until the end, actually it wasn't until weeks later, we had a um, quote unquote executive session with our one of our mentors who helped us executive coaching session that I mentioned, she kind of helped us work through some of these things and me sort of by identifying our values and uh, I, I read you the list here because I have our, both our values. So for me, um, mine were family unity, loyalty, independence, and the ability to work under pressure. And then Kwame's were financial stability, trust, accountability, decision making, and authenticity. And so um, in that discussion, we got to the root of our values, things we value, and then we were able to work backwards to identify, one, why we were, um, why, how our values were coming into play during that experience, and why we weren't uh, clicking, why there was, a, there was a mismatch in communication, why there was a drift there. Um, and so being able to, I guess I'm saying that because for me, I, to give you a specific example, for me, in our discussion, we kind of, Again, we wanted to mend this relationship, really figure out what was what was causing kind of this divide. And for me, one of the big things in that was that when we were in discussion, Kwame would always, would often hark to using the uh, pronoun I in, in, in discussions. And I'm a big family person, and so we is huge for me. And I didn't know that in that sense, but every time he said I, I would just like, I, inside I was like just re- recalling a little bit, yeah. recalling a little bit. Um, because again, that family component matters to me. I, I like to see it as everybody gets a, the accreditation of all the work that we've been doing. It's not just myself or him. It's all of us. Like all the, all the values been created by our team members as well. It's not just me. Again, it wasn't that I wanted to be included. I wanted everyone else to be included. That's really what it was. And so um, that was a specific case. Where once we got to the, the, the matter at hand, which was figuring out what we both valued, we started to understand why. Um, there was a drip while we were, while we were kind of uh, um, having, uh, um, I guess, a marital spat at that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, getting to that was, was really key, but it started with values, figuring out what we valued. And again, for me, that that is family and, and that family unity. Um, and so the way that kind of turns, the way that kind of shows up uh, in, in my personality and my work is I'm always referencing we. It's never really... A meeting. It's the team. The team is doing it. It's so funny, and that that language is a clue as to what your deeper values are, right? And that's why language is so important because it does give yeah. you clues as to what our beliefs are. And yeah, I, and, and just to really quickly, does. I don't want to throw a comment on the bus there, but that. So one of his his um, 
his values was accountability. So for him, when he was saying I, it was like, I'm owning this because, like, I feel like, again, as a CEO, you feel like you are accountable for everything. Yeah, like the way of the world is on your shoulders. Exactly. It was just a mismatch of values. Again, once I understood that he values accountability, and that's why he's referencing I, and he understood that I value family, and that's why I prefer referencing we, we were able to kind of figure out where the where the mismatch in communication was. That's beautiful, you know, and I love that you clarified that no values are wrong, that they're all just representative exactly. of our own perspectives and reality. And yep. I'm so glad that you shared this story because when I'm, <laughs> well, one of the things I want to write about is just like the, the, the problem of divisiveness, right? Yep. And I truly believe that we, all of us, are not doing mm-hmm. a good job of beginning with what our shared exactly. values are. Like, what do we all value? Like, can we just come together and start talking about that instead of attacking each other? Like, it's so, it's so important in this moment to do this, exactly. what you're it saying. the direct perspective in which to engage. Once you know that, you're like, oh, okay, I can understand why. I can step into your shoes and see why you're, you're, why you're behaving this way or doing these things, and I can understand versus seeing you as, like, the enemy or the other. as... The other exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Having that shared perspective, you can, yeah, you can empathize with the other person. So how did the Techstars um, process end up working out for you? How did you do through all that? Did anything come out of it? Well, I mean, in terms of the, do you, do you want to speak in terms of the program in general, or do you want to speak in terms of, uh, I guess, where, where is that person going? Let me make sure well, it's just so that I can wrap up that story you told me okay. with the success yeah, of, of that the particular yeah, yeah. experience, yeah. yeah. Tech is amazing. Uh, we, again, it was um, a six, 13 to 14 week program, or about 12 week program. It was extended due to COVID, and we are in such like unique time, so I think this book is very timely. Um, due to COVID, uh, the program went virtual um, for the remainder of it. I think we had about six weeks in person and then six weeks virtual um, right around the March deadline is when things start shutting down. And so um, the program just concluded uh, about two weeks ago. Um, due to COVID, there wasn't an in-person demo day, but we had a virtual demo day, which was actually very successful. I think this new new, um, new approach is what they're going to go forward. Um, essentially, they had all the demos pre-recorded and released them, essentially premiered them uh, for each accelerator on a different day. Mm-hmm. And that this new format made it just so that it's so easy shareable that like people can get access to our, our video, our demo, to understand our business. Yeah. And we've gotten such a high amount of inbound uh, contacts from that video. Investors, people interested in understanding about the business. Oh, cool. Um, well wishes. So it's been, it has been um, a unexpected surprise in the sense that uh, because they are made, uh, the videos are made so shareable, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. Things that I probably would not have gotten um, in person because you can only talk to so many people, whereas digital, you can scale that a lot better. Yeah, that's one of the silver uh, linings in all of this. It's, exactly. It's really neat. It's like a democratization of, of content and of knowledge. Um, awesome. Exactly. Well, so that's cool. So I was also checking out new, you know, and... Um, mm-hmm. So I've been an Airbnb super host since 2011. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I've, I've been paying attention. I know, I'm sorry. But yes, yeah, since 2011, so for a long, long time. And um, 
I've been paying attention to how Airbnb has been responding through COVID and, you know, saw the note from the CEO and the, the payments to hosts and how they're, I mean, it's such a turnaround because I had a, a negative experience with them a few years ago and I see how they as a company are really leading in a very appropriate way through this crisis. Um, but I can't help but ask you, like, so your business is based mm -hmm. on the on the sharing the housing sharing economy, which well now yeah. it's completely collapsed. So tell me, like, I want to I want to hear about how you at New are responding to COVID, like, because this is this is a defining moment for leadership for organizations. Tell me what what you and your team are doing, like, now that the bottom has fallen out from your clients <laughs> clients world, you yeah. know. I will actually take a step back and start even before that because um, before everyone, again, hindsight's 2020, before everyone really knew how bad this was, um, there were some leading indicators into it. And initially, uh, we were both of the mindset that this wasn't really going to be a thing. I think everyone, if, you're lying, if you tell yourself you thought it was going to be this bad, you, you're definitely lying to yourself or lying to the rest of the world. But initially, we thought it wasn't going to be that bad. If we thought travel would still be a thing, our business would be fine. Well, would would take some hits, but eventually come back. And we still believe travel is, is not going anywhere. Travel is going to be different, but it's not going anywhere. And so will vacation rental. Vacation rental will not go anywhere. It will just be different. Um, that, that being said, once uh, everything fully went remote, we kind of realized um, how bad things were going to get. Uh, we had to make some tough decisions. We had to furlough some of our Seattle staff. We're a small company, but still, um, we don't. We were, we were experiencing... Um, revenue burns, um, essentially, and we had to make sure that we could survive this um, pandemic to be able to get to the other side and, and really um, have a business to to um, go forward with. Yes. Uh, one thing we, we've been told multiple times is that um, crises like these, are, businesses that can survive crises like these are what thrive. So, for example, Airbnb, they started back in the early um, crisis, and, and so now a decade later, they're, well, worth billions, um, having been able to withstand that. So we have the same mindset that if we can outlast this pandemic, we can get to the other side and we can we can grow. But that that being said, you are right. COVID has really disrupted the um, travel, hospitality industries uh, simultaneously. Um, and that's where our business was primarily. Um, we, had already, we had initially um, pitched you as a managed marketplace uh um, that connects vacation rental hosts to local cleaners who can then clean before the next guest check-in. Again, once COVID came around, that was no longer a business that could really be sustainable. Um, so we had to think beyond that. We had to, as an executive team, a leadership team, we had to start um, positioning one, again, get full buy-in from our team. So there was tons of communication with the team, being transparent, making sure everybody understood um, where we are. And for a while there, we, we and Kwame, about two weeks, we were... Um, we were very, uh, how do I put this, I don't want to under, uh, understate the uh, the full experience. We were very, um, we started about two weeks distraught once we realized our business was not going to be the same. Understandably, yeah. For, for two, three years, and it's been working, and you're so close to getting out of a program that would help you fundraise and raise the right capital, et cetera, and all that, the rug just gets pulled out from the Yeah. It was, yeah, two weeks of just kind of feeling sad for ourselves, but... Um, while doing that, we were also thinking, all right, we've got to figure out what's the next thing. we got to know what, we have to make a decision. Because uh, there's a lot of, I think one of the reasons we also felt kind of uh, sad was because there was such, 
um, ambiguity of which direction to go. Because again, we believe our business is solid. Travel and vacation rentals are going to return. Trust me, it's, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Once exactly. it returns, so we know we have a good business. Yeah, and we, we've proven it. We've made we've grossed over 500k um, year to date in traction as a small startup that's been bootstrapped. So we've proven that there's a business there. The question is just when is that going to come? So again, we spent about two weeks uh, distraught trying to figure out what the next move is, um, and we finally realized, or well, new has always been. Position as a marketplace, not just for vacation rentals. Vacation rentals was the first step, but for a marketplace for cleaners. Um, and so we really were going to have to move our timeline up versus uh, um, initially we were looking at expanding to different verticals um, to Q1 of 2021, mm-hmm. Q4 of 2020, etc. But mm-hmm. we had to move it up. Yeah. So we kind of spent uh, another week or two ideating around. Um, ideal customer profiles, different customer segments that we could expand into without, keep in mind, uh, because we're a small startup, we have limited capital and we had to kind of freeze our assets. We didn't want to spend too much money because that would cause us to burn faster. Yes. We had to find a vertical that was adjacent to what we're currently doing that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't incur a lot of spend to be able to, to validate that that's a market. Yes. So we, um, did a lot of, uh, um, did a lot of uh, customer discovery calls and we have decided and are currently in the process, uh, we're back cleaning both vacation rentals since actually it's some business still, but we're looking to expand to uh, two adjacent verticals, real estate clean, so whenever there's a showing, the place needs to be clean, especially now in light of COVID. Mm, um, oh, yeah. For uh, small commercial offices that don't have like a big cleaning provider, they need to be cleaned as well. So to wrap up, like COVID really destroyed our business, but it also really helped our business. Um, just the travel and but it made cleaning a priority for anybody any business Mm. business owner needs to think about cleaning it professionally and so it's really expanded the um, breadth of services that we can now supply and again we've always been uh, a platform of cleaners not of Airbnbs Airbnb was just the demand side of things yeah one vertical oh my gosh that is brilliant that is so good I love it because it kind of it reminds me about, like, it's sustainable. Like, if you think about it from mm-hmm. a system standpoint, you're looking at what's the emerging demand and what yep. can, how can you meet that demand. So it's not even that's just about problem. pivoting to another vertical. It's about exactly. what is needed exactly. in this moment. That's yes. so beautiful. Um, can you remember, like, a conversation that you had with your, co- with your, with your CEO, with your co-founder, when you figured that out, like, tell me what that conversation was like. Like, how did you come up with this yeah. idea? <laughs> so, yeah, we, we were actually on a call with one of our mentors. I think it was Jen, um, Jen Pearson uh, from Techstars, and we were just discussing um, things that we could potentially uh, move into. And, and we, obviously, as a small business, have an office space, so we had gone through, we, we have a, quote-unquote, commercial, small commercial office, and we were also kind of our clients in that sense. We understand, like, we as a clean business don't have a cleaner for our business, our office space, and we need it clean. So there must be other businesses that face that same problem. And then we're also talking to a bunch of uh, realtors. Um, in order to get our office space, we had to talk to a realtor who did a showing, etc. Now that's also, um, that's commercial realtor, but the same thing happens for um, for uh, residential realty. Um, so we started talking to it, and, and I think the, the, the quote here and the, the moment where we kind of realized it was that what we realized was, so 
I forgot to mention, in our current business, our vacation rental host, we also supply sheets, towels, laundry, uh, linens, all that kind of stuff. So we have a supply chain component to the cleaning as well. And um, our take rate is right now of about $100, about $30, $33, so we're about 33% of, of the uh, gross um, of a cleaning comes to us. Um, as we're looking at these other vehicles, we realize residential and offices don't need linens, they don't need um, toiletries, they don't need towels. So that's going to reduce the expenses that we're, that we're incurring, and it's actually going to increase the amount that we can make on it. And that's when the, the light bulb clicks. We're like, holy shit, like, we can actually make more money doing less things in these other verticals than we could in the other in vacation rentals. And we always use vacation rentals kind of as a, as a filtering function to be able to, to suss out uh, good cleaners because of the rapid um, the recurring nature of, of vacation rentals, of, of check-ins. We're able to use that as a way to filter good cleaners because we could tell quickly that the cleaner was going to churn. And so we've been able to pre keep a, a good supply of quality cleaners on our platform. And now we can take those guys to, to these new verticals, uh, real estate, um, move in, move out, as well as office uh, properties to go do really quality cleans on that. And so it's, yeah, it, the, the vacation rental, again, has always been a stepping stone to something bigger. And we're just now figuring out how that that works. Quick and time. again, to, to put full context to it, this isn't something we this isn't something we've had. Like we've had the idea that we want to expand. We just never knew what vertical that was going to be. Um, this isn't something we've always had in the in the works. But COVID like forced us to get serious and figure out what the hell we have to do to, to survive. And that's really kind of where businesses thrive. Like getting getting challenged and being put in, in tough spaces helps you figure out. Um, helps you uh, really thrive and helps you figure out how you're going to survive. That's beautiful. Um, what a great story. So yeah, I, I think I have what I need for that story and we're at 11.02 so I want to honor your time. <laughs> but, um, so good. Um, let me ask you, how can I support you? Like Even while you're talking, I'm just like, who can I introduce you to? Or what, do, what do you need? Tell me what, what kind of support you're looking for from your network right now. How can, how can, what's the best way for me to help you back? Quite frankly, we are, um, we are looking to, again, validate some of these other verticals. Um, so if you know any small businesses that need cleaning or uh, any real estate agents, so on the, on the real estate side, we're talking specifically to agents. If you know of any agents that are showing homes, um, we'd be happy to connect with them and see if they're looking for an on-demand cleaning service for those things. Yeah. Um, so those are the two biggest things. And then we're going to fundraise again. We're going to, well, we're going to start fundraising, but we decided to move that out until after we can kind of show some traction around these other verticals. Um, in conjunction with our previous traction from vacation rentals, uh, we think it would be a good um, narrative if we can start showing that we're cleaning um, and doing a really good job and really satisfying our customers in these other verticals. We become more of a, no longer just the Airbnb cleaning solution, now we're a prop tech platform that does cleaning for um, all your different needs. Um, yeah, I, I don't... The only agent I know is the one who sold us our house, and I'm happy to reach out to her. I'm happy to reach out to her because I know she does a, she does a lot of work. We're only in Seattle, so that's fine. That is my caveat. If you're in Seattle, then that's perfect. Yeah, 
And I also I also know one of the other mums in my daughter's class is a she does home staging, and I bet you okay. she I bet you she's got some connections that might be good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna email her. I'm gonna email her and see what if she if she she'd be willing to introduce you to some some folks. What's the best information for me to share? Do you have like a, should I just send them your website or do you have a blurb or something that describes? Yeah, I, I, I can I can follow up with a portable email that you can send to them that Perfect. kind of describes our value of fine prop and gives my contact info included. And then okay, I will be happy to do that. And then the final thing is the the, um, the housekeeper I've been using since 2011, same woman. Right. Her name's Lily. She's amazing. I kind of want to sync her up with you too, because she's like the best and helps me have like five star immaculate cleaning, like everything. Um, so can I put her in touch with you too? Yeah, please do. That's something we have always talked about, um, figuring out a way to obviously in the marketplace. We have to, uh, we'd always thought, and we still want to implement this, having hosts be able to refer their current cleaners to new and then, um, Cleaned with her fair host as well, so both sides of the marketplace can be on. Cool. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, um, thank you so much, Claudius. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm so, like, excited for your pivot. Like, I think it's brilliant. So, all the best to you, you. and, and your, your team. You as well. And again, I'm happy to follow up anytime with the book. You have my contact, you have my calendar. So, just double time anytime you need something. I'm happy to. Contribute to this however I can. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Now, actually, at some point, I would love to chat with you about the writing of it. That's something I've been interested in, but I have not found any resources. So as you're going through writing this, I'd love oh. to Oh, I, I can hook you up. I'm going through a program. So it's really a structured program where there's deadlines okay. and a cohort and weekly okay. classes. And it's super affordable. And the professor who runs it is recruiting for the summer cohort. So... I'll send you the information on it because if you're interested, there's and like. And the outcome of the cohort is everyone has a book. Everyone like writes a book. Yeah. That's freaking cool. I like that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, please send me that. I will send, send it to you. And let's just catch up. Like, I just want to uh, let you know that I'm happy to like stay connected. I yeah. I'm emerging yeah. as my in my own like entrepreneurship journey, and I'm so excited to be connecting with That's other amazing. like awesome people. Yeah. So let's stay connected. Actually, before you go, I'd love to learn. Can you give me your elevator pitch on the company? Yes. Yeah, so Spill is my firm. It's an organizational design consultancy. And gotcha. I, I, I help leaders and teams develop cultures and strategies in a container of creativity. Hmm. So I basically help teams have better ideas and de develop like a sense of who they are, like who we are. Um, and where we're going, so culture and strategy. And um, I do it in a program format, so it's like a monthly program. So okay. I, I design, I've designed like a, pro a transformation process. It's very much rooted. So I have my master's in work design and 13 years at Boeing, leading change and leading transformations from like a 6,000-person merger all the way down to like a small team of 10. So I've done a lot of team transformation work in um, in organizations. And just I'm really focused on creativity being a container for everything. Like creativity and how we come up with our best ideas is so important. 
And most of the mistakes that we're making collectively when we organize are around not having environments that promote creativity from both an individual standpoint as well as a group. Like I've seen it, and you know, there's all sorts of things that come in the way. And for me, creativity is like the the like leverage point that can influence everything. Um, so yeah, um, I'd be happy to to send you more. I'll, I'll um I'll send you my slide deck, and so you can check it out yeah. with an overview of my program. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. No, I mean, I felt like I was the one to interview here, so it's <laughs> good to understand. <laughs> um, I'm going to write the things down that I have to send you so I don't forget. But okay, no, cool. No well, I'm going to let you get back to your day. Thank you again. It was a pleasure to All connect. Right. You too. Thanks Take so care. Bye. All right. Um, usual. Usual, Lily, Pitch Deck. Hello! Hello! How are you doing? Having fun on your calls. I just had a really good call with this guy, Claudius, who's, um, he's got a startup called New, and they're basically like a tech marketplace for house cleaners and people who need cleaning, um, and their whole business just collapsed because they were working with Airbnb hosts. Oh, shit. Yeah, but that was their, their business, and, and they're just a startup that were just picking up momentum and um, he was telling me how they've been pivoting and it's so inspiring like he was like you know we were in despair for like two weeks while our business just kind of collapsed and then they figured out that like cleaning is actually really needed right now still and they figured out that people who are still selling houses and showing houses like realtors um, really need cleaning right now yeah. and so they're pivoting to shift their business towards that need and so um, same so same service different audience yeah different vertical Got it. same service yeah. and it's a, it's a vertical that doesn't require them to invest a lot of money into changing their product too that's great yeah that's like you know they have they have just i can only imagine the network of people they've already built to go do the actual cleaning yeah like continue to leverage that that's great yeah we have what I mean, many of uh, there's a couple of businesses Noah um, takes care of that had to pivot to like you know like there's a cleaning business specifically that had to pivot to like work you know work, work COVID, you know we can clean the place for COVID's level COVID level cleaning whatever I know I know oh, well, forgive me for being right my, my Sorry, what did, what did you say? I just said, forgive me for being right. Like, thank you oh for gosh. your patience. I'm chill. Roxy, it's that my, my sister is in town, and so homeschool over there was a little, like, wasn't really that successful yesterday, so I just let her stay home. She was working on her school, her school computer. She's such a little designer. She's like an industrial designer. Is she? 
I will, I'll, I'll send you the desk she made out of like cardboard from our new barbecue. She's just like always building. And even when I, that's the first thing she went to on the computer was this like kind of 3D block, like building. They're still doing it. They're still doing that's it. That's so cheating. <laughs> I was like, you know, you could do that as a job and like, you know, designers do that and then send it off to somewhere and have it made. She goes, well, what size? I was like, any size. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was talking my my cousin. So LA LA is extending stay at home through July for the year. I didn't. I know California's got some stuff going on in terms of their yeah. economy and stuff. Yeah, I've really just been letting this last week. I think I talked to you on I talked to you last Wednesday. Um, yeah, the full moon was last week. I've done a lot of really. Um, I feel like shedding of kind of like any expectations about time and I'm just like letting myself rest in that yeah. you texted me on Sunday this the thing you texted me on Sunday at the perfect time like I had I we had just wrapped up dinner and I I was cleaning up I was like doing I was in charge of clean up so I just like clean up and I grabbed a glass of wine and I was like I'm gonna sit outside and just allow myself to be present and like because part of my anxious attachment is that I always feel like something's missing and I, then, I, then I'm hard on myself for not being present and um, and this I will share the depth the depth of that that pattern um, is, is pretty deep it's like lifetimes deep um, and like in the room deep mm. but I like the sense of that like something's missing kind of feeling so I was like I am just going to sit down I grabbed a glass of wine. I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and allow myself to be present. And then I got that amazing message from you. We're going to guide the inspire on a whole other level. Take this time to fill your cup. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so great. And how is your mother's day? Um, it was pretty good. I've been in a really weird. This is, last week has been weird for me. Um. Last week, full moon week was crazy, energized. I felt like my sacral chakra was just like opening, and so just like ah. Um, and then over the weekend, um, the weekend was a struggle. Tisha and I were got into an argument, and then um, I had my writing deadline on Monday, so the weekend was rough. It and um. Uh, and I, I think I finally processed the last of it yesterday. I was so angry yesterday. I was like, I was holding on to rage, and then I, I snapped a pen, and I was, <laughs> and then I got, and then I like, I did just like, I just got it all out. I was whoa. I was like, I need to do something. I tried to meditate, and I couldn't meditate. I was like, I'm just gonna write, and I just got it all out, and I worked through it. <laughs> They're a therapist right now. I worked through it. And I was like, oh holy shit! I was like, it's me. It's my mistake. <laughs> Scorpio is all about opening the sacred chakra. So you just totally got that. And that was powerful. Super. It brought up a lot of, you know, it just brought up a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to be shed and let go as well. And yeah, wow. Um, wow. And just the, the level of like, 
I get that. I, I have this, like, lover, I guess, of, like, going to my parents' house and, like, interacting with them. But you guys are, like, you're full-on potted up in the unit. Intense. Yeah, it is. Um, but we're all growing through it, I think. <laughs> I, see, I see us just engaging in a different way. And um, when I zoom out, it's actually really cool how we are all growing it's just hard sometimes, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good today. I'm, so I'm much better than yesterday. Me too. Me too. I, well, for me, I, I realize I have to be more um, disciplined about my morning routine. And I read this beautiful quote about really, like, learning how to emit my own frequency versus always, like, for me, starting off the day and going straight to my phone it doesn't set me up for success. No. Um, and so I, and I know that, but I've been doing it anyways. And it, like yesterday just totally took a toll and I just, I just didn't feel well. I just never, I just didn't feel well. I didn't feel like, I just, like I just, yeah, it just was rough and I was being hard on myself. So last night I, um, I sent my business coach an update and I said, you know, I was being really hard on myself for like not producing enough and no luck. I, got, I had like a real, we had, we had like a coming to around work stuff too because his anxiety and expectations of my, what, what pace I need to be going at, and I was like, I need that gone. I need it like, I need that like out of my zone. It doesn't make me feel safe. And I basically like, don't like, let me come to you and share about my work and questions I have. Don't like, don't step to me. Like, it, like I'm like that's your shit. That's yeah, your yeah. Oh, good job and setting like, boundaries. Yeah, I was like, this is my pace. Like, I need to go at my pace, and I have been to trust my pace. And like, yeah. And that was, and I actually like sat down and like looked at what I what has been what's been up the last couple of weeks. And like, I mean, not only have I been like homeschooling and all of that stuff, <laughs> I've gotten some great conversations going. And, um, so, yeah, I'm just, I had to stop. Last night I just had to stop and be like, okay, stop being hard on yourself. Look at what actually has, look at the conversations that have emerged in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, it's like I'm programming the patriarch. It's like deprogramming the patriarch. I know, I know. It's so, so internalized. And I want to run away. I want to be like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Why do I have to do it? But you know what? We do have to do it. If we can't do it with our lovers, then what the hell are we oh, even doing? Oh, you mean, oh, you mean like the, 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 the boundary work and the sorting out? Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's take a breath together because that's a lot. Like, what a fucking week. Holy shit. What a week. <laughs> uh, Check it out. <laughs> and this is a really good, just a chi movement, just to like get energy. And sometimes if your eyes need a break, doing this, it just deeply relaxes, like I think because the palm just sits nicely over those bones, oh, it feels good. Oh yeah, that does feel good, oh that feels great. <laughs> and it's like you're actually, you're actually like giving, with the chi you build up, you're actually like giving your eyes energy, versus like this, we're so outward, like we work so much. Mmm, mmm, mmm. <gasps> Good. Oh, she just looked like you just got like a facial. Oh my god, I dyed my hair. Look, it looks really great. Look at my face. 
What did you use? I used Yee Salon. I've been using Yee Salon for a while. So it's like pro hair color and they just send it to you. Um, Yee Salon? Yeah, I'll send you a link. I can send you a link. Yeah, especially if it gives you a little discount or something. Um, yeah, red is so tricky. So I've just been doing like a, uh, like a colored hairspray when I need it. Yeah. Well, they have like colorists. So you take upload pictures and they're colorists and you tell them what you want and the colorists will formulate it for you. Their business is hopefully doing really well. I think it is. I think it is. Um, but how, so we have a human design call tomorrow. Uh, is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about that. That's what I want to talk about. What do you want to that's talk perfect. about? That's perfect. Okay. Because also, because we have our session on Friday. We do. And I've got loads of stuff I want to talk about for that. But we'll just, yes, Friday. Yeah. Um. Yes, and I will say um, part of what we talked about last week was starting on, like, our story, right? Yeah. So, I actually, I, when we used to write, like, store, like product stories, like, just in the backlog for what the developers to do, we always had the prompts as a, yeah. I want to so that. We use a story it, format. Yeah. I started, I just started there. Good. Can I read it to you, actually? Please, please. Um, I guess this is... It's all interchangeable. I'm just playing around. As a culture catalyst and creative coach, I want to activate empowered, empathic leaders.